because this movie is rated PG-13 and you get one F word, where would you put it? Because there's no F word in the movie, I don't think. Uh, no, and I don't think back in, in 2003 you could, they didn't allow that until recently, the one F word. But if I could put it anywhere in the movie, uh, let me think. I would probably give it to Christopher Walken. He's got my fucking tooth. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Perfect. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of I Finally Watched. This is David. And this is Alon. And I finally watched The Rundown. You finally had the pleasure. But before we get started on that, a word from our sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by Podbean. Podbean is the easiest way to create your own podcast. We use Podbean to host I Finally Watched. Download the free Podbean podcast app to start, record, and publish your very own podcast in minutes. Podbean provides everything you need to run your podcast, and you can record and publish episodes directly from the app on your phone. Download the free Podbean app today. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N. So head on over to Podbean at www.podbean.com and use the code PODCAST21 for your first 30 days of podcast hosting for free. Check it out. So this is basically after The Rock stopped being a wrestler and joined the Mummy franchise. This is his first movie after that, after The Mummy Returns. and After The Scorpion King. The Scorpion King, yeah. Yeah, I, I've never seen The Scorpion King. Uh, don't. Yeah, I've seen Mummy 1 and 2, uh, The Mummy and The Mummy Returns. And the third one, I don't remember liking that much. Um, one and two kind of run together. This isn't about the mummy and the mummy returns, but the rundown is the next movie he did. And like, I, I kind of always lump this together with walking tall, which is another one that he did like right around this time. I remember and, walking tall. Like I remember, I never saw it, but I remember the advertisements for it. I do not remember any marketing for this film. For the rundown. Yeah. Well, I mean, this was, this was either the peak or, you know, the just after the peak of Sean William Scott, too. And I was talking, I was talking to my future father-in-law about the movie, and he knew instantly what movie I was talking about. I was like, How, who has heard got, of this movie? The man's got great taste. Uh-huh. The man's got great taste, let me tell you. Um, this is probably like going through it. What's, what's your favorite The Rock movie? Just off oh, the top of your heads. The mummy. Top of your head. No, um, <laughs> kidding. Um, oh, God. The top of my head. I really, I know he wasn't a main character in this, but I really loved his character in The Other Guys. Yeah, that's a good one. Where he's just playing kind of like an asshole, him and Sam Jackson. Yeah, like total like hot shot cops. And then they, <laughs> and then they make that jump from the building. Like, yeah, we can totally make that. So I think besides maybe fast five and then i also really liked baywatch which i think is a very underrated movie never saw it you should this might be my favorite rock movie as i'm going through this right now um well as far as like a a care a movie that he starred in probably the tooth fairy is my favorite rock movie where he plays the tooth fairy, fairy? Yes. the titular character, <laughs> the tooth fairy. Um, yeah. So I, I saw this movie. I don't know if I saw it in theaters. I definitely, this is one that I bought the DVD for 
and had uh, played a lot as a teen. This came out in, I think, 03. So I have seen this movie quite a bit. Um, and Walking Tall, too. Also a good one. A good, uh, a good one-two punch for The Rock, right back, back and forth. Um, were, you a, were you a wrestling fan as a kid? Um, no. I'm also not one as an adult. Because, you know, I'm, I'm an adult. Really, really going after that low-hanging fruit of, of going after wrestling fans, Alon? <laughs> really out on a limb, as usual. Um, yeah, I watched a lot of wrestling as a kid. I remember the, the day I stopped. I was just watching it in my room, and I was like, wow, this is just, this is just shit. And I literally turned it <laughs> off and never watched any again. I love how oh. you get on to me for like shitting on wrestling, and then you just told me what kind of, like, you thought wrestling's just shit. At the time, I did. Yeah, I ha- I, d- I have gone live once, and uh, it was it was pretty good live, pretty interesting. The the people there were interesting. Let's get back to the movie. No, no, no. Talk about the people of wrestling that you just got on to me for shitting all over. So, <laughs> the fans. What's funny is, is that I'm sure it has, it is actually entertaining to go see it live. Um, I was having someone describe it to me like, they were like, oh, what's your big problem with, with uh, wrestling? And I was like, I don't really have a problem with wrestling. It's just really, really fake to me. And then I'm like, I guess I'm more of a boxing guy or like an MMA guy. I'm not, but. No, yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm, but they, they told me like, well, you know. It's entertainment. I love how you said it's fake to me, as if it's not fake to reality. (laughs) No, but someone, I guess if you're expecting it grounded in reality, like an actual sport, then you're going to be set up for disappointment. But if you're set to go in and and just be solely entertained as like if you're going to see a show, then it's exactly what you're going for, you know? Yeah, but who in 2021 doesn't know it's fake? The wrestlers admit it's fake now. I know, I know. But I'm talking about me as like a, I remember being 14, being in my friend's like basement man cave thing with his dad and he was watching wrestling. And I Do you want like, to talk about it? <laughs> no, no. I was like, this is stupid. This is really stupid. And then- But you was, also didn't like sports, period. Well, that's true too. Were those city wrestlers or state wrestlers? <laughs> city i let's get back to the fucking movie i i love the opening of this of him going into the club i specifically love the breakdown of all the players they actually use like xfl film to show i was gonna say the the early 2003 uh cgi um overlay of everything yeah yeah that was that was boss then um but what I really like is I like the music, the Missy Elliott song that's playing as the fight is happening. Um, and as he is like dealing with this last guy, like him pulling up the record player and the guy hitting it and then like the music stopping, I thought was like a really cool touch to it. I thought it was really cool, but I will admit, David, I knew nothing about this movie when you told me to go watch it. And I watched it with my fiance, Taylor, right? 
and the overlays about how each guy was a sports guy. We got so fucking mad at you. We we're like, did he just did he just trick us into watching a fucking sports film about sportsing? About sports. <laughs> well, I I thought I thought the way it's set up. All right, going into this not knowing anything, the way it's set up is makes it seem like the Rock's character is a recruiter, like a sports recruiter. <laughs> And then he starts beating the shit out of all of them. I'm like, well, how can they play if they have broken femurs? Jeez. Uh, yikes. What did you think of uh, the Schwarzenegger cameo? I was confused by that. He's going to come back later? You know what? I, I did, but then like, I, he, they went to fucking Brazil, and I kind of gave up on that dream. Brazil slash Hawaii. Um, apparently he was just filming something nearby and they were like, oh, let's just have you walk through. And it's supposed to be like a passing the torch type moment. Cause I think was this, this was either right after or right before he became governor. Cause I know while he was governor, he couldn't do shit like this. Well, let me ask you, what does good luck mean? Like good luck in taking over like, you know, the action hero mantle. It's, it's funny. I'll leave that alone. Anyways. Okay. Um, and you have to put yourself in the place of 15 to 16 year old David who just thought this, like the lines were so badass as a teenager when he's like, either give me the ring or I'll make you give me the ring. (laughs) And then just a really good fight scene up until the part that really doesn't hold up is when you just see like wrestling moves that he does the fucking rock bottom to the, one of the guys. Like his signature, the rock wrestling move in the middle of the club. Yeah. Um, but other, like, I think that. Oh, part's... man. I bet you went crazy when he was like, you can pick option A or option B. I didn't go crazy. I just, I like, I thought it was pretty badass. I thought it was pretty badass dialogue. I still think it's not, not too bad, honestly. I, uh, I think this is like, this movie is a really good action adventure comedy movie that you don't see that often anymore. And you definitely don't see done well. Like a lot of Netflix movies are like mix up genres a lot. And, but they're just, none of them are very good. It's funny how you think this was done well. I do. Um, I mean, they got the fight coordinators from the Matrix, or at least one of them. Like, the fights are good. No, the fights are good. The fights are good. The dialogue is a little uh to me, but I, I, I can kind of see how you're okay with it. What, what really gets me is, I think, the pacing of this movie. So let's, let's, go, let's go forward a little bit. So he's basically a, um, a debt collector, right? Yeah, that's a way to put it, yeah. And um, this, I guess, because of betting, and and it's is it all bets? Is 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 that where he collects the money from? It's just all bets? they leave. They leave a lot of it vague, which I think is kind of smart because so the quarterback who he's taking the championship ring from, that guy is in debt because of bets, but then the Rock is indebted to this guy because of like i think basically a life of crime he was leading and he just happened to be like he said i ended up in a room with the wrong people with the wrong money so whatever that means um but they definitely purposely leave that vague they've yes and they definitely vague like 
what exactly who who is Sean William Scott's father in this and like what does he do? You know, obviously he does like bad guy shit, but like to what extent and you know how big is he? I guess I see what you're saying. Like the yeah, he always has two dudes sitting on his couch at all times. So that, you know. But are those the only two dudes he has or does he have a lot of dudes? Oh, no, he has a lot of dudes. Those are just the two dudes that are constantly sitting on his couch. Well, he has the guy with the beanbag gun too, that guy. But I don't know. Those are the only dudes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, well, we'll get there in a second. <laughs> well, we're already there because, I mean, that's right after the club. It, it Like, they have the throwaway line of like, Oh, you seem to be getting cold feet. Um, so I sent him. Um, but I was like, that doesn't make any sense to send that guy. He said he was gonna do it. And The Rock seems like a guy who who does what you ask him to. I also do really like when he's on the phone before the fight and he's like, Hey, the entire offensive line is here. And so you're thinking, well, you don't understand sports, but as a normal person, you're thinking, Oh, he's worried that this is gonna be tough. But he's like, the entire offensive line is here. I really don't want to hurt them. <laughs> You're like, oh shit. All right. This is going to be funny. <laughs> that was cool. I thought that was cool. It's funny to see him kicking like nine football players asses and then just getting taken, getting taken down by two beanbags. From but, a dude who does not look like he can fight. Well, I'm that's sure why he had the beanbag gun. <laughs> I'm sure those beanbags hurt. He was pretty accurate with the beanbags too. Uh, and so right after this, we get to meet like, basically just a plot point character of the Sean William Scott's father, who's kind of a gangster and the rocks like kind of pissed. And he's like, well, one last job. He's like, Oh, you got to stop making me do this. He's like one job. Like it's the, the definitely the stereotypical, like cliche, like the one job to get out. That is always like, obviously going to be the hardest. Talking about stereotypes. Uh, not only that, but it's the one job to get out to start your very own restaurant. <laughs> The Rock is starting his own restaurant. Yeah. I like how after he fights everyone, he takes the moment to open his book back up and finish the word mushroom because he wasn't going to be able to figure that out. He's such a good cook that he couldn't have remembered <laughs> porcini is a type of mushroom. <laughs> yes, like, yes. I better I better write that down now. Um, so, yeah, and that's just a quick thing to get us to Brazil, which was actually shot in Hawaii. So that, that's kind of where I have a problem with the pacing because what also doesn't help is how I watch this. So I watch this on Peacock and Peacock just inserts their commercials like as a cut in a movie. So next thing I know, I'm watching like a brand of custard being advertised to me. And then the next thing I know we're like POVing in a plane over Hawaii. And it took me a full like 10 seconds to kind of grasp the fact that we're back in the movie. Uh, it's like, oh, is this a Hawaii? We're not selling custard anymore. You know, if you didn't have the free version of Peacock, you just have all your commercials at the beginning and then you can watch the movie. What, what good is Peacock if it's not free? Well, that's true. It's free to me too. It's my dad's. Um, what did you think of the Scottish, Northern Irish? pilot he reminds me of a character and i can't put my finger on it but i feel like if you have a pilot in this type of movie he has to be a foreign like a, this, a foreign <laughs> he, he just has to be a foreign no but he he has to have some sort of accent whether it be scottish irish english 
Jamaican, English, like Jamaican. British, Jamaican. Yes, Jamaican. Um, love that. I think some of his stuff works. It all worked for me as a teen, but I think some of it works now, and some of it's just like a little bit annoying. I also love his name is Declan. Like, do they use it that often? I don't remember it. I looked yeah. it up and I was like, I just thought he was pilot. He's a character, David. Uh, he's a whole ass character. I um, the next scene we get is r- where we meet Rosario Dawson and Sean William Scott. Sean William Scott, and he's trying to hit on her, but really he just wants the uncle's boat. And you can kind of tell their relationship. It's done in a very it's you know it's not spelled out for you, but you kind of get it very quickly, like their rapport with each other which makes it odd that she's willing to give up her uncle's boat until you then find out she's a rebel leader and she needs the gato. And so that's why she's willing to put up with all this shit. Can I tell you how annoying I was, how annoyed I was, you know, how annoying, (laughs) you know, how annoying I, I am. Um, No, how annoyed I was that they kept calling the golden cat statue, the gato. Why? Because it's either the cat or El Gato. But oh, the Gato is just the weirdest, like... You take four Spanish lessons and somehow you think you get to be an authority on things. You didn't find that weird? I, no. Oh, you didn't care. Of course not. But what I did find hilarious is at the end, near the end when they're talking, he's like, oh, he has my Gato. And the pilot's like, he has your what? And he's like, Gato, don't you speak English? <laughs> Yeah, that was good. Or they could have called it like El Tigre, like a cat. Like it's more of a jaguar anyways, isn't it? Did you learn animals tonight? What happened? <laughs> Look, listen, listen. The gato just comes off as just very, I don't know, not a serious thing, especially coming out of Sean William Scott's mouth. But it's worth $15.6 million. So I guess, I guess. Solid gold um today's market well that was 2003 so now with inflation being what it is i think uh christopher walken's the best part of this movie christopher walken saved this movie i uh he didn't say this movie the movie's great anyway but to me he every single time he's on the screen and he is so christopher walken when you think of christopher walken this is like the character like i'm not saying like this is the character everyone thinks of because uh, you know, you didn't even know about this movie, but I'm saying the way he acts in this movie, how like enunciated his voice is, like yeah, it's he sounds in this movie like every impression of Christopher Walken has ever sounded. You know, um, wh- wh- where do you think he's the most Christopher Walken? This movie, Seven Psychopaths, or The Country Bears? I think the SNL sketch about cowbell. Ooh, that's a good one. Or the the way he had the watch up of up his ass for Bruce Willis. Joe Dirt. In Pulp Fiction? Yeah, no, but Joe Dirt is another good oh. Christopher Walken being Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken's also been in a lot of bad movies. Turn good by him being in them. Usually. Um I didn't understand when, when the rock first gets there, you're supposed to get a view of, of what life is like around here. The one guy like takes his gold back 
And then they like whip it out of his hand, which is just to show you that the whip works. The whip guys. Yeah. Yeah, the whip guys. There's three of them apparently. Um, but I was like, what's the what's the point of that? Because now the other guys grab it. Are you going to whip them to get the gold back? Or it's like, I guess you just assume those guys are going to hand in the gold for the shitty prices you're offering? Yeah, you, from there, it's like the that scene in The Prince of Egypt where they're all building the pyramids. You're just supposed to get that this is shitty work labor. That's a call. That's a, that's a reference right there for you. Yeah. Um, and the Rock says he doesn't like guns, which is a, a payoff at the end that I think works particularly well in this type of movie. Um, I also, this is the first time ever watching this that I realized that the dude Harvey was supposed to be Walken's brother. And I was like, that doesn't, that doesn't make sense at Seem all. Seem possible at all. No. <laughs> I was like, that's not your, no, just, that's your henchman. All right. That's not your brother. Um, and then the, uh, I do love the, uh, you know, I don't reach into another man's refrigerator without asking line. That, yeah. uh, that really gets walking laughing. So, you know, once we learn how shitty the conditions are for the workers and the miners and everything like that, um, we, we have this scene. <laughs> now, let me ask you. Okay, so Dwayne The Rock Johnson walks into the bar. Rosario Dawson is there. They go through the whole spiel, and then he mentions... What's Sean William Scott's character named Travis? Yeah. Yeah. He's like Travis and he's like, you know, about 5'10", blonde hair, kind of has a stupid look on his face right about now. Right. Do you know how he saw him? In the mirror. You notice the mirror? Yeah. I've also seen this. I've seen this movie a lot. Oh, okay. Did I notice it the first time? I don't think you're supposed to notice it the first time. I think you're gradually supposed to be like, he's like blonde hair blue shirt jeans you're like wait what the fuck (laughs) yeah so anyways i thought that was great and then um i like the line before that he's like oh you know brazil nuts like this would go for ten dollars a pound she's like we don't call them brazil nuts here this is brazil Brazil. they're just nuts Nuts. (laughs) i i fucking heard that i've heard that line somewhere i think i've said it to you before (laughs) you might have fucking said it to me before um Nah, I'm pretty sure I have because that's that's like the line that stuck with me from this movie the most. Whenever I see Brazil nuts, I think of the rundown. Um, I Rosario Dawson's really great in this movie. Like, I think she's perfect. Like for that little role, she was um, gone too long in this movie. I thought for me, like I, I would have liked her more in it instead of like there's this huge section of the movie that's sans Rosario Dawson. Yeah, Latin now, breaking out Latin. Um, I agree, but it, then I think it also, it may be, it's maybe pur- purposeful and so that the reveal of her being the rebel leader is like... Oh, she the leader? Yeah. I thought Mentito. Mentito Men, what's his name? Ernie Reyes Jr. Yeah, from, what's his name? From Surf Ninjas and <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Do you have his IMDb right in front of you or something? Or what's what's no, happening? No, I just know who Ernie Reyes Jr. is. Manito. He plays Manito. I thought Manito was the rebel leader. No, no. He answers to Rosario. That's mm. why she don't was we, telling him what's what when she, when she got there. Don't we all answer to Rosario Dawson? We should. Um, and then Hatcher comes in. <laughs> I do love the... He's like... You know what about my ten thousand dollars? And he's like, consider it, you know, 
tax, tax deductible, deductible to your <laughs> health care plan or your personal Consider health fund. Tax deductible to your health care plan. That sounded wow. vaguely, vaguely racist. Yeah, wow. Just stick with wow. Wow. Um, I think it's a great bar fight. You are a little limited by these other guys having guns and the wait, wait. I'm sorry. Guns. What race was was I was I sounding like? I think it's best we stay away from that. I'll tell <laughs> you off air. Um, I like the bar fight in this. The bar fight's awesome. Um, and we know we know who's going to come out victorious because of what we already saw from him. Yeah. I think one of the my favorite lines from this, and it's not even that like witty, but the delivery of it, when Christopher Walken looks out the bar and he's like, you're dead already. You just don't know it. Mm-hmm. It's like so fucking good just because of him saying it. Yeah, I agree. And then it's basically turns into like a, a chase movie for 50 minutes. I can see why they casted uh, The Rock in Jumanji because this gave me strong Jumanji vibes where you see like a aerial shot of where our characters are and then pan over to the five trucks that are like tracking them down and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) So right after the bar fight, we get Sean William Scott in The Rock and Sean William Scott basically is like trying to avoid getting taken home. He's offering a bunch of money. And then he's like, all right, well, I hope you enjoy the fall. And then kicks the steering wheel so that we go off and like what looks like a 300 foot fall. Like, I don't know how they survived and or why Sean Williams Scott was just so confident that they would survive. Um, first of all, no. And second of all, no. There's, you're saying no too. there's no way anyone could have survived that. But well, they it, did. You just watched it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. In real life, David, there's no way anyone could have survived that. But for the movie's sake, it was pretty entertaining and very well done, I will say, to have, like, it look like it, like them actually falling and hurting, but then obviously can't be the actors of because of liability reasons. When actually... The, the this won an award for the stunts for that scene. I can't remember if it was the person or if the coordinator, but anyway, yeah. What award? Stunt. I don't know, some fucking stunt award. Stunt award, what? okay, okay, fine, fine, fine. Um, the Oscar for stunts. <laughs> there is no Oscar for stunts, which is kind of sad. Um, okay, so that's cool. Well, I mean, well-deserved, because I don't think any CGI was actually in that um shot of them rolling down the hill that was all stunt men stunt coordinators right i don't i think the only potential cgi would be when they were in the cave and the rocks were falling oh no no the the whole mine was cgi'd right um but and like you said like the the layovers in the front but like the cows were real right i think most of that shit was practical the the plane the plane was cgi'd oh yeah probably yeah. Um, I, I, I love Wednesday land and he has Sean William Scott again. He's like, and I saw you eyeballing my woman. He's like, eyeballing your woman. Like, what are you talking about? And then we get the thunder and lightning thing, which I think is kind of stupid. Um, it comes back ju- in the end. 
I like it in the end. In the very end, I think that's great. Um, and it's like a, it's such a like a late '90s, early 2000 like joke at the end of a movie. Yeah, that like ages it, but I still I found it. Yeah, funny. it reminded me of the what's up, you know, that whole era. Uh, yeah, I got strong evolution vibes from Sean William Scott's performance. That's who Sean William Scott plays. That's play Sean William Scott plays Sean William Scott. That's fair. Do you find that kind of grating sometimes, or is that just kind of like okay to you? Um. <clears throat> not really i mean, I mean most, like we talked about this forever like most actors are just kind of themselves playing a part right like you know unless they're playing a character um so there's a ton of actors who just you know are themselves like throughout their entire career and it's just whether that translates well into parts and whether they lose their fame or whatever you know fall out of favor seems like sean william scott did at some point you could try and pinpoint it if you wanted um okay. i think his i don't know watching evolution is uh, evolution's obviously a different character than this i mean it's still like he sounds the same and he's he's kind of seems like an idiot although less of an idiot in this movie um but i liked him in this you know i like him and he was great in the uh, american pie movies too and that's kind of a slightly different character um very one slightly of my, one of my favorite parts of this movie comes next and once again it's christopher walken explaining the fucking tooth fairy to his men <laughs> uh, the, anal- the analogy about he's got my tooth i want it back um which apparently the analogy was supposed to be about winnie the pooh getting stuck in the rabbit's door in the many adventures of winnie the pooh and disney threatened to sue over it if they included that so they had to change it to the tooth fairy which i actually I'm not sure Disney would have lost that, but I like that the Tooth Fairy works. I don't know how the Winnie the Pooh one would have worked. I don't know, but I, I really like the Tooth Fairy one. He's and got my tooth. That's pretty good. That's pretty that was good. good. That was good. Um, and now we just get the Sean William Scott and the Rock, you know, walking through uh, a little bit of like setup for the end of the movie where the Rock talks about like, oh, if I pick up guns, bad things happen. Right. Sean William Scott is trying to play on the rocks like charity basically of like please let me go and the rocks like you know you bet with the wrong people you owe the wrong people money you slept with the wrong man's wife and I like wrote that down because it's like well that, yep yeah you definitely nailed it like and it's it is funny like how much of a pro the rock is at this that he like just he's like these are the things that happen and this is and it's like no breaks <laughs> maybe this would because right now it's the well, speaking of breaks, the next scene up is the bathroom break. But before that, um, maybe you can explain to me exactly what is Travis's dad gaining from getting his son back into the States? I think, uh, and once again, they leave it vague, but Sean William Scott probably slept with the wife of a guy that's either really connected, he said, in Chicago, which you know is probably like mob-related, and so it's either someone that his, his dad answers to or someone that he has like a business relationship with and he needs Sean William Scott to go pay the piper. But I don't like, is your son going to die? Life? Yeah. That's what it, that what's once again, they purposely leave it vague, but that's what it's like. What else could it be? It can't be him dying. That doesn't make any sense. 
I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's enough to pay 250000 over. So it's a pretty fucking big deal. So it's like they probably want to kill his son. And he was just going to be okay with that, I guess. That well, he's he's a pretty despicable guy. No, no, just no. Just in talking that, to him, that makes sense though, because because he is. So maybe okay. So if that's the case, then I guess, and that would have to be the case for all for everyone to go through this much trouble to get him there, and him going through this much trouble to get away from that. Now they do say things like you have to go and make it right, um, which is like, well, what does that mean? But by dying, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Um, and now we get to the bathroom break scene. I love Sean Ray Scott. Don't don't make it weird, dude. And then he's like, "Are you threatening me with pee?" Doesn't have to come to that. Um, I love this scene. I love this scene because of how, like, I think this movie is teetering on the edge of like, I right, is this stupid but plausible, or is this like? What, what, where are we here? And then they go full, like full one way on the, on the um, scale. So as Sean William Scott is peeing, uh, the rock, what's his character name? Beck. Beck. Like the, like the musician? His name's Beck. Okay. Like the musician. Um, so Beck gets in this like trap i call it a monkey trap just a trap a hunter sure. trap okay he gets his foot in a noose and then he gets like thrown up like 20 feet high and his little book of recipes fell out and then john william scott is like okay fucker bye uh not really because this movie's rated pg-13 but um he says sayonara only for him to now get trapped in the same noose foot trap thing. Because this movie is rated PG-13 and you get one F word, where would you put it? Because there's no F word in the movie, I don't think. Uh, no, and I don't think back in, in 2003 you could, they didn't allow that until recently, the one F word. But if I could put it anywhere in the movie, uh, let me think. I would probably give it to Christopher Walken. He's got my fucking tooth. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Perfect. Um, I, what I love about the scene is how, how quickly Sean William Scott goes from like talking shit to him to as soon as he gets caught in the trap, he's like, you know, his kid, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. I know where I would give it. I would give it to the rock. And in one of his lines saying like, I hate fucking guns. Or, Not my fucking peen too. <laughs> Where's my fucking... No, back to Christopher Walken. Where's my fucking gato? Where's my fucking El Gato? <laughs> um, I also, like, this is kind of a subtle thing, too. So when The Rock gets picked up, Sean William Scott is still handcuffed with his hands behind his back. His dick is still out. And he's then kind of, like, jumping up and down, like, like, like fucking with The Rock. And then there's a scene where the camera shoots him and you would see the front of Sean William Scott, but there's like a leaf in the foreground that blocks it. So they like the attention to detail to be like, okay, so his dick would be out here, but we have to like to hide it. 
And then like once he's like lifts like puts his hands like in front of him he goes under his legs and puts him right yeah obviously he can zip himself up but like the attention to detail would be like all right we need that leaf there because you should see his penis but we can't obviously show that and then it's a continuity error if it's already zipped up i didn't notice that and nor did i would i cared if they broke continuity in that moment either um but i appreciate the attention to detail um also i love him trying to j- as men, we know where this was going when he was trying to jump to I don't piss. Know how that, I don't know how that worked. <laughs> he's trying to he's trying to get it to come out. No, I get it, but he was jumping to do that. Yeah, I was like, is he wearing boxers? Was it maybe like nothing? An, maybe he was going commando. Oh yeah, probably because yeah, it's not. Hey, that wouldn't work any other way but commando. Speaking of commando, now we get the howling monkeys, which then we get the commandos the humping scene of the of the rock's face establish dominance establish dominance it's good stuff real monkeys i mean they're definitely real monkeys yeah for sure but um, not I don't him, know like how, humping him i wonder how many there were though it might have just been the same one shot over how many monkeys yeah like how many monkeys were there i saw maybe one or two at the same time yeah yeah, so yeah, but that's the they probably had one that could hump a face without well, hurting somebody. <laughs> Either that or that part of the monkey was puppetry. Uh and then the rebels show up and uh Ernie Reyes Jr. shows up. He's great. He's great in this. I specifically like during the fight first of all, uh The Rock doesn't speak Portuguese. And so Sean William Scott is doing all the translating. Yeah. For some reason, The Rock thinks they're cool now and is just like letting him do all the talking and just like, he's like, st- he's like, oh, I shouldn't stare in his eyes. No, stare in his eyes, stare in his eyes, stare in his eyes. And then Ernie Reyes <laughs> is like, why the fuck is he looking me in the eyes right now? Why is he showing so much disrespect? <laughs> um, and so then they got a fight. <laughs> the Rock's like, can you do something? He's like, I don't, I don't think they want me to talk anymore, man. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> And then The Rock is getting his ass kicked. There's clearly some wires being used as he's getting thrown back and forth. But I do like, I, I really love the, the choreography of those fights. Yeah, it's great. But I, I specifically love as The Rock is like, has gotten his ass kicked and is about to like turn it on. Ernie Reyes Jr. is, walk, is walking around. And he's like, hey, Kansas City's <laughs> for no fucking reason. It doesn't make any sense. Okay. It makes me I was going to ask every time. about that, but it doesn't make any sense, right? <laughs> It's basically like if you've ever traveled to a foreign country and someone's like, where are you from? And then you're like, USA, they're like, oh, Big Apple. Or if you're like, oh, from Florida, Walt Disney World. You know what I mean? Like the one thing they know about the place you're from. So apparently this rebel knows a lot about Kansas City, Missouri. (laughs) Or Kansas City, Kansas. I'm guessing Missouri. I knew you were going to do that. Um. It's a great fight, and then Rosario Dawson comes in and puts a stop to it. Well, I'm pretty sure uh, Beck would have died. <sighs> Although he was holding his own pretty well towards the yeah, end. Yeah, he, he had turned it around. Um, I do... This movie takes a turn. So Mariana Rosario Dawson is like, basically explains that the the, all the people are kind of kept under hatcher's rule right 
because he charges like he charges for everything and pays slave wages so they can never get out of it and he's kind of ruining the area and so they want to you know she wants the gato so that they can basically i don't know buy him out or kick him out or whatever or so they don't need to work for him anymore if he has no one to work for him the mine will have to shut down um and then you know uh, we have a really sweet moment with Ernie Reyes Jr. in The Rock, where he's just like asking him about Ali and Mike Tyson, and they they do this whole thing, and then he gives him his like necklace with like claws on it, and then Hatcher shows up. Yep, and you know, obviously, I think I actually we really haven't... like how he shows up because they're all like getting along uh, around the campfire, and then you hear like shots, and then they all look over to this one rebel guy that just falls over dead. Right, he like looks and, down at his stomach and then just dies. And then all hell breaks loose. And then as they're like kind of escaping, uh, Hatcher just shoots Ernie Reyes in the head like execution style after he's been shot a couple times. I was like, that is a tone change. I was really sad. I was like, Manito, no. Yeah. Yeah, no, that is like, and that's kind of the point of the scene right before it, obviously, to make you care about that. Um, but yeah, no, that is sad. And it's just like fucking, I mean, obviously, you know, people are going to die, I guess, but damn, like you didn't know you're going to see it like that. Well, you don't see, they, it does a cutaway. I know, but just the way he just killed him. You know what I mean? A lot of times you see people just like get shot and they fall and you're like, oh, he's probably dead. But to see a guy come up in a movie like this and point blank, you know, you gotta tap you in the head. You got to understand uh, he's a real bad guy. Were you trying to do an impression there? Is that better? It, it sounded like nothing. Yeah. I was trying more of a subtle approach. Uh, <laughs> that's great. That's so, uh, Got it. Rosario, Sean William Scott, and The Rock escape on a boat. Now they're in the uncle's boat. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder which one of the rebels was the uncle. Um, or maybe he's just a dude that works in the mine. Or maybe he has his own little shop. Who knows? But... They basically come to the decision that the rock is going to allow her to take Sean William Scott to the Gato and then he can take Sean William Scott home. So Sean William Scott is the only one who doesn't win in this scenario. And then as they're traveling, I was like, this does look like exactly where um, Jumanji, Jumanji, welcome, or, you know, Jumanji or welcome to the jungle. Jumanji, welcome to the jungle was shot. Like exactly the same spot, like with the hill too, as they're standing on it. Yeah, exactly what I thought too. Uh, and then, and then we get to the the water scene, and which I think is very funny. He's like, "Not this boy's pinto, no way." <laughs> it's a very real concern, Alon. You can't pee in any body of water for fear that a parasite thing will, will go crawl up, up your urethra. So, pinto, yeah, pinto. Yeah, man. Yep. Um, or just don't pee, right? It's pretty safe just bet pee. right there. Obviously, yeah, don't pee. Um, what did you think of the cave scene? You haven't seen Goonies, so you probably didn't think this is kind of a rip off that, but it is, isn't it? I mean, in any way that a treasure cave scene would be. I thought I the only they... I thought the only part of this that was kind of dumb to me is like the ghetto. Let's stop on the jaguar. That kind of looks like a cat. The jaguar is a cat. I know. 
but it's just funny how that worked out. Like, like ancient it's easy, Mayans it's, or Aztecs down there, it was like, you know what? The cat is gold. So it would make most sense for us to make the trap, uh, uh, to the, make the puzzle solved by only stepping on the jaguar. You think one of the guys was like, is that too easy of a puzzle? And the rest were like, what? What the fuck are you talking about? No, it's <laughs> not easy. Who's going to figure that out? Shut the fuck up. Why do we even bring you? Um, was, the then, methane, was the methane gas pocket just a, a like a environmental thing? Or was that like a set trap? It was a, we needed an explosion in this movie. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's all it was. Okay. Um, we need Rosario Dawson to like come out of the water all wet too. That's why there was a, that's why there was a waterfall. <laughs> yeah. Us. Did you, did you notice that Rosario Dawson was not eating the fruit in the campfire scene immediately? Did you think that was going to happen or not until like they started acting weird? Oh, I thought it was, I thought it was way too. I, it wasn't that I noticed that she wasn't eating the fruit. It was just her behavior. She was just starting to act a little like dodgy. I was like, something's up. I also thought that it's like she left them there paralyzed. Her brother was just killed. Like, Atcher could have just come upon them and just be like, all right, you guys don't have it and shot them in the head. Almost fucking did. Well, the, they almost got raped by the monkey again. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. I forgot. I, the, she, I forgot that the monkey comes back. He was just tracking them. He's like, "Oh, I'll get you again, Rock." Um, she also tells him, "She's like, all right, follow this south to the road." And she's like, "Follow, go north to the road, and then take the road south." And I was like, well, "That seems like the long way." <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about it until you just until you just said that. It just um, got him to the airstrip, which is kind of funny because, again, Sean William Scott's the only one that really loses out here because The Rock... All right, so basically, I'm just going to tell you how the movie <laughs> goes on from here. They get to the airstrip, and then they learn that Rosario Dawson has been captured, and that's what makes them basically turn back around. And that kind of like is the turning point in The Rock being like, okay, Sean William Scott. All right, Travis. You want to do this? Let's do this sort of moment. Well, yeah, Travis is like, you can't do this on your own and you need me. And The Rock's like, well, I know you're going to run, but I'll catch you anyway. And I do need you. So let's go. And I think this last little bit is a great like action set piece to end the movie. I think it's really like well done. I like the cows. The the guy on the bagpipes, you know, whatever. But I think it's good. He's Scottish. Give him something to do. Um, also, the bagpipes are kind of the perfect, like, uh, calling of arms instrument. Because it's not like it's loud enough, but it also makes sense that it's not, like, hooked up to anything. Like, it wouldn't make any sense for him to come out with, like, a fucking electric guitar or, like, a whole fucking drum set, right? the the fire guitar from um mad max yeah yeah (laughs) perfect no i liked it it was fine and then um uh 
this movie is all about callbacks, right? Like this movie fucking loves callbacks. And I'm sure the writers thought they were so witty doing like, oh, so we're going to introduce the thunder and lightning leg shake here. And then we're going to call it back at the end of the movie. Or for for example, we're going to, we're going to make his kind of like his, uh, his uh, slogan option A or option B. And that's used like multiple times throughout the movie. I don't think it's a slogan. That's a just motif. He just gives he just gives people options. And also the thunder and lightning thing, Sean William Scott just did it on his own. It wasn't in the writing. I do like the very fake villain laugh that uh, Christopher Walken gives after he like screams at the rock, "Enlighten me!" That was a terrible impression, but you get what I'm saying. And then the rock punches the camera because he chose option B. Right. And like as he punches the camera, Chris Fogg's like, oh shit. <laughs> now we're in trouble. Um I guess just kind of skipping through the fight scene. Uh Beck gets a gun. He gets many guns and puts most of them away. But then Sean William Scott is about to blow up in a bus. So he decides to first of all, he decides to put away his rule about guns. But then you see all these images float through his head of where all these bad guys are. Like he's like fucking a beautiful mind. And then he <laughs> steps out and just starts taking them all out and then cocking the guns in increasingly like beautiful, weird ways, like with his armpits or in between his crotch, like to, to kill all these guys because he has two shotguns at once. Right, right. Yes. He also uses like the most ineffectual guns i think i guess the shotguns work but at the end he he shoots christopher walken's gun out of his hand with a sniper rifle with one hand he uses that sniper rifle in ways many ways that one should never use a sniper rifle yeah also after he starts shooting he does the cool walking away from fire thing mm-hmm. and then Sean. i think that was Scott. used in walking tall too right possibly yeah. It's this. It's the same exact shot. They just change his clothes. He then also like Superman dives into a pillar, like a concrete pillar to collapse the the roof. Was, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was wood. No, it was concrete. concrete. It was concrete. Mm, you sure about that? Dives into concrete. Yes, I'm sure about that because I was like, he would have fucking broke his arm. Nah, I mean, not sure the it, not the I'm rock. Not, I'm sure it was like plaster. Because it was a movie set, but they wanted you to believe it was concrete. I think rock defeats cement. Maybe it's a toss-up. Well, in this um, case, he does. The three guys with whips who also have guns just decide we're going to just use the whips. I really thought they were going to rip off uh, Indiana Jones, where Indy just shoots the guy with the whip at the end of the fight. Uh, spoiler alert for Indiana Jones, but um, I thought yeah. Rock was <laughs> I thought Rock was just gonna go pow 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 and just shoot all three of them real quick. But no, we get this whole like elaborate whip fight scene. But then he gets guns and shoots the two dudes. So then he only has the one guy with the whip, who he like beats like basically breaks the dude le- leg and like knocks him out. And then there's a guy on the tower who's about to shoot him. Sean William Scott shoots that guy. So then that guy's sniper rifle perfectly falls into the rock's right hand as Christopher Walken is walking up. 
and he shoots his the gun out of his hand. That was the best, most precise way anyone could have described the sequence of that scene. Thank you. And then uh, I really like the final speech uh, that Christopher Walken gives. Uh, you know, he talks about apparently he had never seen Willy Wonka. And so before he did the Oompa Loompas line, he had to watch Willy Wonka to make sure he was okay with using it. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about his character. You mean Christopher Walken had never seen, never seen. <laughs> Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Wow. Uh, and then he gets shot a bunch more times and he's like, I'll take option A, but then like walks 10 steps and dies. Guys. What I also think is really funny is Travis has in this part left and then they're like, oh, you know, Travis left. I didn't get you the gato. And she's like, well, I didn't get you what you wanted either. And then Travis walks up. He's like, you mean me and this gato? Like the only reason he walked away is just so that he could be revealed. Like it didn't actually serve any like purpose for like the plot of the movie it didn't really make any sense and this the gato <laughs> and this the el gato <laughs> el um, the gato <laughs> and then we get the final scene which yes as you talked about the movie likes callbacks and i think this is a pretty good one i don't think this is one you really see coming although you might say you did um I did not, but I thought I thought it was a nice way to end the movie. Um, I also especially like, uh, he's like, oh, you've always been a smart ass. And he's like, well, not that smart. I didn't know she was married. Which is just another way, like, you finally get the details on what Sean William Scott did, which I like that they at least give you something on it. It yeah. would have been kind of annoying if you never figured out anything about it. Yeah, I guess. I guess, but it was still good. I mean, it was still like, I liked it. Um, but this also means those two are just running for the rest of their life, lives. Maybe they go back down to Brazil and he opens up his Brazilian restaurant. With porcini mushrooms. And Rosario and, Dawson. And, and nuts. Not Brazil nuts. Just nuts. Yeah. Um, the then I, I guess it's a fake out, but it works really well, right? If Sean William Scott, okay, so I thought it was really stupid that he got that mad over um, the rock push. pushing him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he was doing his like thunder and lightning thing, and then it was like a it's like a fake out. If it if he went through with it, try to actually beat up the rock, and then the rock just fucking like socked him in the face. I thought, eh, okay, whatever. But the fact that it was a fake guy, he's like, nah, just kidding. Let's go. I thought, all right, fuck. Whew, he saved it. He saved the end of that movie. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I think the, the thunder and lightning part of it just takes too long to get to the actual joke, but I, I still enjoyed it. I can, I can agree with that. So yeah, I think you can't really take this movie too seriously, but it's a fun action adventure. It was fun. It was adventurous. It was action-packed. I liked it. All of those things. All of those things. Um, and you obviously liked it because you made me watch it. I did. Did it, it age well for you? Actually, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was nothing. I don't think there's anything you could cancel it for. And um, Oompa Loompa line. 
yeah, I guess short orange people would probably be upset. Um, but yeah, no, I think it aged really well. I still actually really enjoyed watching it. Um, which I guess this is like, this movie is like a perfect encapsulation of like what this podcast was like, why we started it. Right. Movies that you love as a kid, but other people haven't seen. And so then what's their reaction to it when they see it. And like, I think, as you said, you enjoyed it. And if you don't take it too seriously, but like, I think I like it a lot more than you because I grew up with it. Right. I saw it when it came out. So I have like a context of like, what movies were like in 03 and seeing it then with all those other movies. And it's just like, there were a lot of like middle of the road type movies like this with like a couple characters and like a kind of a story that's like not, you know, like from a book or something, just like a random, like a random one-off movie, you know? Funny enough, a very similar type of movie that we did earlier um, for me, a childhood movie of mine that I made you watch both had Sean William Scott in it, both being pretty eh, movies themselves, but still kind of a, a staple in our growing up. Talking about evolution. Yeah. Yeah. I liked evolution. Evolution was good. A lot better than I expected. Um, so was this, I also really like the the director of this. I really like his style. This was his second movie. Uh, it's Peter Berg, and so this was his second movie. I looked him then, up after I watched the film. Yeah, and then right after this, he does Friday Night Lights, which I think is kind of like what he's really known for. And a movie that we will do eventually right after that, The Kingdom, which I think is like actually really great. So I can't wait to make you watch that one. You've never even heard of The Kingdom, have you? I did when I looked him up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks for listening to another episode of I Finally Watched. This is David. And this is Alon. And I finally watched The Rundown.